Hello and welcome to this week's Streetwise podcast. My name is Andy. I shall be reading five of John Harrison's recent emails and articles. So we're going to start with the first one, which is how to turn one hour of work into 500 or more and make more money for your efforts. What I'm going to tell you today was first revealed to me over 33 years ago. I was shown a way to amplify and magnify my efforts. Instead of spending my precious time constantly working in the same way most people do, I was able to take a fraction of my time and explode it into hours, days and even weeks worth of work. The traditional method of selling to people would require salespeople spending a lot of time talking to potential clients and customers either on the phone or face to face. Many companies would send teams of salespeople to knock on doors and try to engage with whoever answered the door. That method of sales is called cold calling because you are calling on people who are cold to your product or service. That means that they know nothing of you or your product or service. Not only do they not know you from Adam, they were not actively looking for your product. They had not woken up that morning intending to buy the type of product or service that you was trying to sell them. They are completely cold. Now, cold calling can be incredibly costly and time consuming, as well as being quite ineffective. There is still a place for these methods. Talking to people on the phone or in person can be incredibly powerful, but generally as a part of a follow-up sequence of a sales process. What I was taught all those years ago by a very successful salesman was to turn one or two hours work into an unlimited amount of time. I was shown how to replace the time I spent talking with potential clients with a whole team of mini salespeople. This team of mini salespeople effectively amplified and magnified my efforts. Not only did this free up my own time, it kept the sales conversation open. You see, when you talk to someone and try to sell them a product or service, unless you leave them some kind of brochure or details which reminds them of what had been said, the conversation is over as soon as you close the door behind you and is soon forgotten. It's even worse if you cold call someone over the phone. As soon as you've ended the call with a potential client, the conversation is dead and buried. There is no opportunity to leave them with any reminders of that conversation other than asking if they want some additional information sending out to them through the post. Most people will say no. Cold calling and talking to potential customers in person who are not interested in what you are promoting can be a lot of hard work, which can be a complete waste of time and emotionally demoralizing too. What I was shown all those years ago changed how I worked. It was so powerful it turned me into a millionaire and I have some good news for you. It is far easier to do today than it ever has been. So what is it that I'm actually talking about here? Who are my team of mini salespeople and how do I turn one hour of work into 500 or more? Sales pages. Sales pages along with emails and articles are the best team of mini salespeople you can have. The written world will amplify and magnify your efforts beyond any measure. Plus, you no longer need to actively talk to people who reject you in large numbers, which can be incredibly demoralizing. Spending one hour writing a sales page could give you the equivalent of 500 hours of talking to customers. So, for example, if you spend one hour writing a sales page, which takes on average 15 minutes to read, and you send 2,000 people to that sales page, if all 2,000 people read that sales page fully, they have collectively spent 30,000 minutes consuming your sales message. That is 500 hours. 
If you were to personally speak to those 2,000 potential customers for 15 minutes explaining what your product could do for them, it would take you 500 hours of your time. If you were to work for straight 8 hours a day talking to people without taking any breaks, it would take you 62 and a half days to finish talking to all 2,000 potential customers. That's a lot of hard work. Spending just one hour writing a sales page would save you 499 hours. A lot of my sales pages have been seen hundreds of thousands of times over many years. The time spent writing them has been amplified magnified so much I struggle to keep track of it and it gets better. The traditional sales page, no more as a sales letter back then, was sent through the mail at great expense to people we believed would be interested in the product promoted. Today, however, these sales letters are published online as sales pages. Once the sales page is written, it can take a matter of minutes to have a sales page online. A sales page can be online for many years. As long as there is a nice steady flow of people seeing your sales page, they can be making sales for you for many years after. An online sales page is a mini salesperson who is selling to people 24 hours a day, 365 days of the year. What's more, you do not need to pay them. You do not need, they don't need lunch and tea breaks. They don't need to supply toilets and they don't need food or sleep. A sales page is the ultimate salesperson and it is by far the best way to amplify and magnify the work you do. One hour spent writing can be the equivalent of hundreds, thousands and possibly tens of thousands of hours of talking. People can return to a sales page as many times as they like. They have time to think about what is written and they can read your sales message whenever they need to. By writing emails and articles which repeat, remind and reinforce the sales page message, you turn cold leads into warm leads. You are warming them up to your product and services. You can qualify potential customers through the use of sales pages, emails and articles so that if a meeting in person or a phone call is required, you know that you are only talking to people who are purely interested in what you have to sell. That is how you turn one hour of work into 500 or more. Once I learned that, I never looked back. So in the 30 day to 30k challenge, the link will be in the description below. Uh, in the 30 day to 30k challenge product not only do you get a free copy of how to make £3,000 a day writing simple sales letters, you also get the page templates you need for adding your sales page online fast. As well as those, you get a free copy of how to make a profitable product in 7 days or less so that you can quickly create a product to sell a product which could quite easily make you 30000 or more. and online traffic secrets workshop finding customers for free a video which shows you how to send people to your sales pages for free there's more those are just the free bonuses as part of the 30 day to 30k challenge ebook and video training plus you get access to the video case study where you can watch andy that's me make his own fully automated passive income system in less than 30 days and this system makes sales quietly in the background putting money in his pocket and he shows you how to make your own. The time Andy spent creating the sales page and the product as seen in the case study has been amplified and magnified. It is working for him while he is busy doing other stuff. If you'd like to know more take a look here. So that's the 30day30kchallenge.com. The link will be in the description below. P.S. 
you too can turn each hour you work into 500 hours or more and amplify and magnify your efforts. By doing so, you create a passive income, allowing you to make more money at any time of the day while you are busy doing more of the things you enjoy. So that's the 30 days of 30k challenge.com. The link is below. Okay, so on to the next article email. So this has been titled, He's been at it again. Recently I shared with you a couple of pictures of Indiana Jones, my charity shop treasure hunting friend sent me. Well, he's been at it again. I received two more pictures after another weekend trawling through the junk jungle. For some reason, he yet again thought that being a publisher, I would like to see a collection of books on a shelf. I'm not sure why he seems to think that I would be interested, but there you go. It keeps him amused at least. However, these two photos had me thinking. Maybe that is why he sends me these photos. He knows that they get the old grey matter working. In these photos, you can clearly see that someone has donated a stack of books by the late author Neville Shoot. No, I hadn't heard of him either. I googled his name to find that Neville Shute, Norway, born 1899, was an English novelist and aeronautical engineer who emigrated to Australia and died there in 1960. His Wikipedia page makes interesting reading. He had quite a full and interesting life. As an engineer, he worked on secret weapons for the military during the Second World War, and as a writer, he was sent to the Normandy beaches by the Ministry of Information to record the landings. He also spent some time in British-occupied Burma as a correspondent. His Wikipedia had this to say about his style of writing. Shute's novels are written in a simple, highly readable style with clearly delineated plot lines. Apparently, Shute was one of the world's most popular authors in the 1950s and 1960s, and I never knew that. A couple of his books were adapted for television, and this bit I find interesting. His last book was published 42 years after his death, and all 23 of his books were republished in 2009. Okay. So I know what you are thinking. Why am I telling you the fascinating story of Neville, the author I've never heard of, Shoot? Neville enjoyed success as an author, writing simple, highly readable and clearly delineated stories. He was earning money from 23 published books. Well, 22. Number 23 was published 42 years after he died. These books were republished nearly 50 years after he died so that a new audience could enjoy them. This is what we call an evergreen passive income. Books can be enjoyed and read for many years after they were first published. Authors who were household name in, the, say, the 1960s may not be as well known today, but that doesn't mean that people will not want to read their books. Times have changed greatly since Neville Shute personally enjoyed his success. He had to have his books published and distributed around the world by publishing house and had to wait months before he was paid his small royalty share of the book sales profits. Today anyone can write and publish a book. Thanks to the digital age, companies like Amazon will list and sell your book as an ebook. They will also print it as a physical copy and send it out to the buyer on your behalf and through their Audible platform, they will sell your book as an audio book if you've had it read out and made into an audio file. Writing a book is far easier today than it has ever been. You can write it yourself or you can pay someone to write it for you. All the tools, people and services that you require are there for you to use. Today is the greatest time ever to make money from home using the written word. If you are not into writing and publishing educational or training products like we do here at Streetwise, then writing fiction is maybe for you. After all, it can't really be hard because you are basically making it up. Think about these 
popular fictional stories for a minute. Harry Potter is basically wizards, witches, strange creatures, strange powers, strange broomstick game. Alien. Future humans in space fighting nasty acid bleeding alien. Lord of the Rings. Hobbits, wizards, witches and all kinds of creatures fighting. Armageddon. Astronauts preventing a meteor from destroying Earth by planting nuclear bombs on it. Moonraker. James Bond using laser guns to stop a megalomaniac from committing mass genocide from a space station. You only live twice. James Bond fighting people stealing spacecraft from space. Superman. An alien comes to Earth and develops superpowers and battles crime. Batman. A billionaire with exclusive technology fighting bizarre and nutty criminals. War of the Worlds. An alien invasion from Mars that took years to start. Return of the Living Dead. Zombies. Dead people eating alive people, turning them into dead people who are alive. Kind of. Star Wars. Aliens in a galaxy far, far away battling each other with a few having superpowers. Underworld. The Rise of the Lycans. Wealthy vampires battle with werewolves while humans battle both. Blade. A well-disciplined, compassionate vampire battles vampires on behalf of humanity. Planet of the Apes. Talking apes and gorillas riding horses carrying guns. What more can I say? If any of the above had to be written using only known and scientifically proven facts, none of them would have been written. They are completely made up. Fact is irrelevant when writing fiction, so how hard it can, can it be to write something which people can enjoy? Probably not as hard as you think. A clearly defined set of rules will help to keep a story flowing, such as all names of films and music are capitalised and in italics. Only use metric when describing measurement unless it is a specific character talking. Always use the double quotation marks when people speak and single quotation marks when people are thinking or quoting someone else's line while speaking, etc. The rest is all made up. As we saw with Neville Shute, he was making money from having 22 of his 23 books published while he was alive. Every book was a separate income stream. Imagine for a second that at one point in Neville's life, each book sold 100 copies of each book per month. I'm sure that it would have been a lot more, and imagine that he was paid the equivalent of £1 per book. He would have made £2,200 per month from those books. He would earn money from assets he had produced in the past. That is more than doable today for nearly everyone. There are people who you will not have heard of that generate tens of thousands each month writing and publishing short fiction stories to Amazon Kindle each month. In the article below, uh, I'll put the link in the description, you'll see how one author took an old and outdated form of publication and turned it into a six-figure-a-year business. The title of that article is How One Man Generated $746,256 Using an Outdated Business Model. The article is based on when he started writing and publishing fiction. Today, he is generating close to a million each year with his books, as well as making over a million with his other businesses. What's more, this man was once homeless and living in a tent, and he learned how to make money writing by borrowing the computers at his local library. So if you think that you cannot do it, think again. Anything and everything is possible if you take the time to learn and try. Go take a read of the article because it is incredibly fascinating. Who knows, if you challenge yourself to give it a go, you may become another Neville Shute, making money passively from books written and published once, which sell for many years. You don't need to write the books yourself either. If you have some 
money's spare, you could always outsource the writing to a freelance writer and pay them to write the stories for you. You simply become a publisher and reap the rewards. So the article, the link will be below, is how one man generated $746,256 using that dated business model. Click on the link and it will take you to that article. Okay, and so on to the next email article. Would you rather pay £1,200 each month or just £6.25? A day or two back, I was listening to a conversation about a couple of hairdressers who had recently moved premises, and as a result of that move, they dropped their prices. Not by a few pounds, but by tens of pounds. One service was now £30, whereas before it was around £50. I believe the reason for this large drop in prices is because of chair rental prices. Many hairdressers are self-employed and rent a chair in a salon. Different salon owners charge different prices. These two hairdressers were now renting a chair or chairs in a beauty salon where the owner was obviously charging a lot less rent for the chair. This might be down to the actual renting cost of the building. Where the girls had previously rented chairs, the salon owner was paying around £1,200 per month for her large unit. I know this to be true because that salon has since packed up and the unit is back on the market with a monthly rental price of 1200 The unit itself was a large spacious unit in a converted Victorian engineering factory, but it wasn't on the high street, it was in a very quiet area of the town. There was no parking outside either, thanks to a yellow line running along the road which leads to a large and busy engineering park. You could risk parking on the yellow line if you wish, but the area is a hot spot for parking wardens. You were likely to find your treatment doubling in price if you did risk it. Because basically that unit is not in a prominent area where it can be seen or visited by a lot of people easily. There was very little passing footfall. It isn't far from the town centre, but £1,200 is a lot of money for most people to find each and every month, let alone for a unit which is not in the best location. I was a little taken back at that price. I know that people will pay a small fortune to have beauty treatments and their hair styled, but you really need a lot of customers to cover a rental price of £1,200. let us not forget that there are other costs to consider too, such as electricity, water, heating, gas, insurances, any business rates and staffing. The rent alone for that off-the-beaten-track-in-a-quiet-part-of-the-town unit is 14400 for the year. And that's a lot it could quite easily become a business killer. Now compare that to a website which can cost as little as £150 for two years, possibly less, a website which can make sales on autopilot 24 hours of each day generating a passive income for you. 150 over two years is equivalent to paying just £6.25 per month. I know that everyone is different and people want to open up businesses which they are passionate about and good at, but you have to ask yourself, why are you doing it? What are your reasons for starting the business? What is the main motivation for starting your own business? If you strip away a lot of the reasons a person thinks why they want to start a specific business, you will find that the ultimate motivation is simply to make money. People start businesses simply to make money. They choose specific businesses based on what they know and what they can do. People are right to do something that they can do well and with ease most of the time. The problem is that while cutting hair may be easy for a trained hairdresser, running a salon is a different beast altogether. Being paid £50 to cut and style hair is great, 
but it's not great when you have to find 1200 for rent, 250 for electricity, water and gas, 20 for insurances, £50 for phone and internet each and every month. Plus you need to find money to have flyers and cards printed to be handing out to people. A salon in a quiet part of town which does not get seen by many passers-by will need to spend money on advertising. Yes, thanks to social media they can do a lot of local advertising for free, but they will still need to spend some money on attracting new clients and customers. I imagine the salon in question was looking at a yearly running cost close to 20000 before any profits were made. If the owner was simply looking for a way to make money, there are a lot more easier and cheaper ways to do it. As I mentioned earlier, our website can cost as little as £150 for two years. That is an incredible price. Two years paying £1,200 rent comes to 28800 That's £28,650 more than the price of a basic website. Stick a few products on that website priced at £50 or more. You can quite easily earn more in a month than what a hairdresser makes without having to work loads of hours. Some people like what they do because they meet the public and they enjoy a chat and a giggle with clients. You won't get that with a website. But you can get a whole lot more freedom, if you do it right that is. For me the benefits of a website based business are, they're incredibly cheap to start, there is little pressure to find a stack of money each month to cover the costs, the returns can far outweigh the costs, both financially and the cost to your time, work can be outsourced to other people without needing to pay a monthly wage or a pension, money can be made 24 hours a day, 365 days of the year no matter what you are personally doing. You can run an online business from anywhere in the world at whatever time suits you best. I've mentioned many times that having an email list is a great way to make money. Many email services will allow you to build a small email list for free. Aweber allows you to build one email list of 501 subscribers before you need to start paying. Having a website selling digital products 24 hours a day and an email list of 501 people will make you money. An online business can be completely freeing. So if you'd like to start your own online business, which can make you money on autopilot, you need to check out the 30day-to-30kchallenge.com, which I mentioned before, you will find the link in the description. Also, now imagine what you could achieve in an online business if you invested the same amount of money that salon was paying in rent for a couple of months. For £2,400 invested over two years, you could have several decent digital products, a growing email list and possibly a system in place to drive potential customers to your website on autopilot. For £28,800, you would have a six-figure-a-year business. Do you know what? You can start for free and you can grow it at your leisure for free too. It's completely up to you. So go check out the 30day-to30kchallenge.com. Uh, link is in the description below. Okay, so over to the next article uh, in this podcast, the next email that was sent out. This one is titled Gone Fishing. I want to share a quick story with you. One day while enjoying a walk with his dog through the countryside, a man came across a large pond where a fisherman was sat watching over 20 fishing rods. Wow, he said, you really must love fishing. No, replied the fisherman, I hate fishing. So why do you have so many rods then? asked the man confused. I love to eat and I love to spend more of my own time doing the things I really enjoy, replied the fisherman. Understanding what the fisherman was saying, the man smiled, nodded his head and continued on his walk. 
I'm more than certain that you get the point of the story. As a regular reader of my emails and articles, I know that you are not daft in any shape or form. But just in case you did miss the point, let me explain. The fisherman hates fishing, but, like all of us, he has to eat, and he also would rather spend his time doing more of the things he actually enjoys. So by using 20 fishing rods instead of one, he has greatly increased his chances of catching more fish and catching it faster. Instead of going home with a fish or two, then having to return the following day to do it all again, he now has 20 chances of catching fish instead of just the one. He could spend a couple of hours fishing and go home with a bag full of fish and not need to go fishing again for a few days, or he could spend the whole day fishing, catch a stack of fish and not have to go back for a week. He was a smart fisherman. Okay, so why am I telling you this? As you know, I write a daily email and have written a lot of decent content, if I do say so so myself, over the years. I have been toying with the idea of turning my emails into videos and podcasts so that they can be shared on YouTube and Anchor FM, which is what you're listening to now. Anchor FM is a podcast platform which not only hosts your podcasts, it distributes them for you to other platforms such as Google Podcasts, iTunes and Spotify who now own Anchor FM. The reason for this is to repurpose the content I create and place it across the web like little fishing hooks waiting to catch people who frequent those platforms. These fishing hooks can be left on these platforms for years and help to send people to my website where they can either buy my products or join my email list. Basically I am smart fishing. I want to place more hooks out across the web and what better way to do that reusing the content which has already been created. I don't have the time or the inclination to sit and read my articles into a microphone, so I decided to take a look over at Fiverr.com for voiceover artists. I found a couple of native British speakers whose starting prices were below £10. I decided to check them out and found that the basic price shown was for 50 words. You've seen the length of most of my emails, 50 words they are not. I went to the last email I wrote and did a word count. It was a few words shy of 2,000. I popped 2,000 into the relevant box to see what price I would be shown. One price was for £153.92, which I suppose is not bad price for what is involved, but far too much for me. The other price was for £457.92. There is no way I'm paying that to have someone read out my emails and turn them into a simple audio file. If push comes to shove, I could do it myself within 15-20 minutes. Editing them may be an issue, but that's what we have Andy for. He knows what to do, so I could quite easily hand that over to him. To be honest, I may ask him to read them out for me, which is what I'm doing now. With there being five emails each week, I thought about having them all read out into one podcast at the end of the week. If all five emails were around 2,000 words each, I could be paying out a small fortune for that. I may not want to pay that much personally, but some people will. I'm sure there are a lot of people who will pay a lesser amount too. So as always, this had me thinking. If you have a good clear voice and can read without it sounding like an autistic android, you could set yourself up as a voiceover artist and advertise your services on websites like Fiverr. All you need is a decent microphone, a recording and editing software like Audacity, which is free to download, and a quiet room which doesn't echo. 
you could undercut quite a few people and still make a decent amount of money. Ideally, you want to find clients who will give you regular repeat work, such as converting website articles and emails into audio. I think that this could be a perfect business for anyone who has a great voice and loves to read. It really is a simple business, so could this be the ideal way for you to make extra money? Also, if you like to be shown how wealthy people really make money from a guy who does everything he teaches and not just someone on YouTube sharing other people's stories and ideas, click the link below to the DVD set. You'll find that link in the description. Okay, so we're going to move over to the next article. So just quickly, the one we just talked about there, about the fishing hooks, is creating podcasts on Fiverr.com. This is basically what I'm doing. I'm reading articles and emails. So this is a perfect example of what can be done and what you can charge for. Okay, so on to the next article, which is titled, Would you buy a Lamborghini for the price of a Fiat Doblo? Okay, so last Black Friday I watched as a popular Australian copywriter with an ego bigger than Australia itself won top seller position over a group of other top copywriters. For some reason, and I cannot for the life of me figure out why, many of the world's top copywriters, a title they seem to give themselves, group together to sell a bundle of their products. Each copywriter put forward one of their courses to be included in a bundle which they all promoted to their email lists and followers. Personally, if I were to do a Black Friday sale, I would simply sell my own products to my own list. But I guess they thought that a bundle of courses by all the popular copywriters would sell well. Plus, it is a good way to find new followers. Anyway, Daniel, the copywriter who was so desperate to win, did so by creating an offer people simply could not refuse. To wipe the floor with his competitors, Daniel decided to offer a bonus bundle to those who bought the original bundle through his affiliate link. The bonus bundle included all of his other courses valuing several thousand pounds. The original bundle was being sold for $500, which is is £367 at time of writing. If you were to buy all of the courses from the original bundle separately, it would cost several thousand pounds. To add another several thousand pounds of products as a bonus just blew all of the other offers out of the water. Daniel's fans and followers who want to learn from him simply couldn't refuse. One of his courses, which focuses on email marketing, normally sells for a thousand alone. The sales page says it will soon go up to two thousand, yet, for the price of five hundred dollars, his fans and followers could get all of his courses as well as 10 other top courses. The only criteria was that they bought from him through his affiliate link within that short five day period leading up to midnight on Black Friday. This was an offer people couldn't ignore. Daniel had made an offer they couldn't refuse. This was like being given the opportunity of buying a Lamborghini for the price of a Fiat Doblo. What Daniel did to generate a rush of sales and to top the seller's leaderboard is called value stacking. He added so much value to the offer that people just couldn't say no. Anyone who wanted to buy Daniel's products were foolish to pass this offer by. Value stacking is a great way to generate a lot of sales because people love to get more bang for their buck. Offer a person a free bag of fries when they buy a pizza is okay at best, but to offer two bags of fries, a garlic bread, a kebab and a large bottle of pop will generate more sales because people cannot pass on an offer like that. People who cannot eat that amount of food or are not hungry will rush to buy a pizza if they were given all of that extra food. At least they have tea sorted for the following day. The problem is that for companies who sell physical items like the pizza shop in the previous example, those extra products cost money. When your bonuses cost you money to supply, the amount of profit you make drops. However, 
With digital products, it's the opposite. Once a digital product has been created and is online, it costs nothing to give people access to it or add it to a download bundle. Adding more digital products to an offer can increase your profits because it can increase the amount of sales you have of that new offer. Let's say that you have a £197 product for sale on your website and that you sell a couple each week. You make £394. If you add that 197 product as part of a bonus to another 197 product, effectively doubling the value of the offer which results in 25 sales in a couple of days, you have made £9,850, which is far better than the £394 you would have made from that product if it was bought separately. Value stacking with digital products is quite simple to do because you can create new products to be used as bonuses if you haven't already got anything that you can use. Plus value is subjective. Offering an hour-long video as a bonus with a £97 value could be worth thousands to a person who follows what is taught and earns thousands of pounds in the process. But to someone who watched 10 minutes and then did nothing, they may think that the video was worthless. Value stacking is a great way to generate sales and make a lot of money online when selling digital products. Creating digital products and setting up a fully automated passive income system from which you can sell digital products is a lot easier than you may think. So to find out for yourself, go to www.the30day30kchallenge.com to learn more. Also, people can buy digital products from your fully automated passive income system at any time of the day. You do not need to do anything other than add more digital products to your system. So that is the 30day30kchallenge.com. The link is below in the description as with all of the other links as mentioned in this podcast. So that is the podcast for this week. I'm just bringing this to a close. I hope you enjoyed it. As I say, check the links in the description and I shall speak to you again in the next podcast. Thanks very much for listening and goodbye.